So we're back in the book Child Guidance today. We're going to be going through section four, talking about obedience. Mm -hmm. Interesting topic. Mm -hmm. Stay with us. Welcome to the home place. I'm Paul. This is Carolyn, and we have raised two strong-willed children. <laughs> In fact, every child is strong-willed mm -hmm. these days. Mm -hmm. And we are continuing our parenting series going through the book Child Guidance. We're going, this is program number two, and we're actually going through section four if you're following along. Mm -hmm. And we've picked out again 10 quotes, mm -hmm. and we're going to go through those pretty speedily. And so right in, let's just jump right in with the first one. Children will be happier, far happier under proper discipline than if left to do as their untrained impulses suggest. You know that we all need some kind of discipline. I mean, if we can just do anything we want, well, you anytime, see, you we're going to be You see those little children who are just given everything. Maybe the parents don't really have time, but they have money. Usually we have one or the other. Right. Sometimes we have neither, but most times. <laughs> and you see those little ones and they get whatever they want to get. You see them at Christmas and they're surrounded by well, all Disneyland, these gifts. Disneyland, the most unhappy right. place in the world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, by the end of Christmas, when a child has had all these things are they happy usually not no. digit because it's just like we're feeding just what they want just their little impulses even multi-millionaires who can do anything they want if they want a boat they can get a boat if they want a plane they can get a plane they normally end up on drugs and doing something crazy because they can't right. only god can fill that gap Left and obedience to, the untrained to him untrained influence impulses yeah. so this is far happier children will be happier far happier under proper discipline it doesn't say under discipline now can i just hang on <laughs> it says proper discipline. Go ahead. I want to touch that word discipline. By discipline, we're not meaning under proper discipline, as in spanking the living daylights out of a child. <laughs> the discipline is just the structure. Yes. Proper structure. Discipline. I mean, they have discipline in the military. Right, right, right. They? I mean, it's, it's not the greatest, I guess, but it <laughs> works. the greatest example. <laughs> if, there were, if there was no discipline in the military, not that we're trying to be, you know, drill soldiers at home, but discipline keeps the army together. And discipline, it's a different kind of discipline, but it, it's a rule. It's a, it's a framework. Right, a framework. That, I think that is what we're talking about. So you, you can't just let children grow up and do whatever they want. They will not be happy um, and if you we let can them, testify to that right in our own lives and in our kids lives and if you let them do their own thing the entire time and there isn't that suggest that that proper discipline then the little ones we've all seen it where the two-year-old runs the home yeah. <laughs> and the home is not a happy place and the two-year-old is not a happy two-year-old okay so that's the first thing that works <laughs> and what doesn't uh, let's move on to number two you were going to read this for us wifey prompt and continual obedience to wise parental rule will promote the happiness of the children themselves as well as the honor of god and the good of society hmm so that our being wise as parents is going to affect society. I, I love these quotes because what, what does your mind zoom in on? You can get a little kind of snapshot as to who you are. I mean, you could read this quote, prompt and continue obedience. Oh, yeah, that's what it's about. Prompt children, you need to be prompt and obedient. <laughs> All okay. the time. Uh, prompt and continuous in your obedience. 
Or you could have tuned into wise parental rule as opposed to unwise. Oh, maybe I'm unwise. Right, maybe I right, need to get right. wise. How, what is wise parental rule? If you, if you are just, okay, I need to be a good parent now. Kids, come here. I'm going to tell you. And you're not doing any research. You're not doing any mm -hmm. reading. You're not doing any praying. Mm -hmm. You're not asking for any counsel from anybody. That's not wise parental rule. You are just parenting like you are parenting. Right, right. You are like parenting <laughs> like what you think parenting should be, but with no reference point. And we have Very seen... Very wise. You're so wise. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but we have seen... Uh, and we've had this ourselves. We will be do. We will say something to our children when they were younger, and it's like, where did that come from? That <laughs> sounded like my mother. <laughs> and indeed, we are. Sorry, just, mom. <laughs> we just are repeating the way we were right. parented. Or, or yeah, or, or you know where I was going. A reaction to the way we were parented. And we've seen this as well. You know, my parents were really strict. It was like a Victorian home. So now I'm going to let my kids just do whatever they want. And they're the back to the, the previous yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, or, or the other way around. Right, you right. know, I, I didn't have any discipline in my home, so now I'm going to be a sergeant major. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah. so this very, is wise parental wise. rule. You've got to be reading this book. You've got and to be reading this book. that book. <laughs> and you've got to be watching these programs. That's a, that's a bit pious. Or, or, or just, you've got to be getting good material. Right, Otherwise, you right. will not have wise parental right. rule. Um, you'll have parental rule, but it won't be wise. Mm -hmm. That was number two. Okay, number three. Parents who claim to believe the truth are to teach their children to love God and to obey his law. This is the greatest and most important work that fathers and mothers can do. Mm. The most important, the greatest and most important. So That's got to stop you in your tracks. Yeah, right I there mean, there's a, a lot of things that parents have to do. I mean, we have to keep up the house. We have to keep on top of the finances. We have to earn the finances. You know, we, we, if we're Christians, we have to be responsible to our church responsibility. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things, mm -hmm. but the greatest and most important work that fathers and mothers can do is to teach our children to love God and obey his law. Amen. That, that's big deal. So what's taking your time? Where, where are you spending all of your focus? Sometimes, and we're again speaking from our own experience, sometimes Oh, the greatest work that parents have to do is to get their children to behave in church <laughs> because my reputation is on the, on the line. No, that's not your greatest work. It's not just to mm -hmm. look after your own ego. It's said here to love God and obey his law. So because then guess what? When they love God and are willing to obey his laws, they're going to obey, behave in church. Yeah. Yeah, and amazing. part, part of obeying amazing? God's laws is obeying us. So how do we teach children to obey God's laws? Well, obviously, the first thing is we have to teach them. Right. How do we teach them? Do we just tell them one time, read them the Ten Commandments and say, OK, kids, that's what you need to do. Uh, it's not going to work like that. We've got a quote coming on that later. It's going to take repetition. It's going to take over. It's going to take morning worship. It's going to take stories in the evening. It's going to it's going to take continual when they rise up and when they sit down. Um, you've got to tell them what's God's law and then you've got to show them how to obey Right, that. and I just want to say, you know, and, and on the behaving in church thing, that <laughs> doesn't mean if your child acted up this week that they weren't obeying. That means you're teaching. It said there, they will teach their children. That doesn't happen overnight. It's like, bam, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes too, but it takes up time and a process. 
So don't just throw in the towel if your child messed up this week because, you know, they're learning and so yeah. are you. Yeah, imagine if God threw in the towel on us because we oh messed boy, up we'd, on we'd, Sabbath. Yeah, we'd all be done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Literally. This one's for you, wifey. Number four. We've got ten again this week. Okay. Some parents think that they can let their little ones have their own way in their babyhood. And then when they get older, they will reason with them. But this is a mistake. Oh, What's the big yeah. deal with that? Because we tend to think, you know, it's okay. They're just little. They'll grow out of it. Let me tell you. They don't grow out of it, they grow into it. Oh, that's pretty harsh. It's true though, <laughs> if you just let them do whatever they want to do, thinking that it'll all be easy. Of course, there are stages and we know there are phases that they go through and we have to acknowledge that. Yeah. They're there, they're real, but we are going to help to guide them through those, not just stand back and let it happen. And when it's over, whew. I think the important thing in this quote here is have their own way. Right. Well, that's the thing. They they aren't the ones who determine, okay, so this is how I'm going to be. And when I'm done being this way, then you'll be fine, mom and dad. But it's, it's not like right. that. So you got a child who says, um, this happened to us, this very thing. This was Hannah. Very nice. Sorry, Hannah. Um, <laughs> I don't like potato anymore. Hey, we're British. She was born <laughs> in Ireland. It's like, so I said, sweetheart, that's, that's, I appreciate you sharing that. But you know, in our family, there are options and non-options. And options, staples, potatoes, oatmeal, those are all yeah. non-optional. So he, I just want to finish the story. So that, that was her, you know, and we said, <laughs> Carolyn, you know, pretty much said that. And so she, she had was potato four. and she pouted for a, that meal maybe, and maybe the next one that we had potato. But after that, she's over it. She eats potato very happily. I remember it wasn't, but a couple of weeks later, I don't like salad anymore. And it was, it was, it was so cute. I mean, she so, was so polite about so how polite. she said it. It's like, oh, that's great. But sorry, Han, that's another non-option. <laughs> and today she's happy to eat potato and salad, but the, 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 po the potato salad. Yeah, there you go. She likes that too. And she makes good potato salad, but that's another story. I think what this quote is saying is we can't just allow our kids to decide what they want to do. Mm -hmm. We as parents who believe the truth, we have a responsibility to shape their tastes and to shape their behavior, not the behavior and, and taste and is I'm, everything. And I want to take it to the context. It said in their babyhood. Yes. So we tend to think babyhood that, you know what, we don't have to they do, can do deal what with they want that. When they're babyhood is where we start to deal with that. Yeah. And if we deal with it in babyhood, we don't hit the terrible twos and the troublesome threes and the whatever as we come to in the same way as we would if we just let them have at it. Yeah. We, we start yeah. to mold that in babyhood. I, don't, I didn't ask Carolyn if I could do this, but I know that Carolyn gets great delight talking to moms on the phone or on WhatsApp or whatever. And I know all that info is on our website, thehomeplace.org. So as if we're going, as we're going through these, if it's like, yeah, but I just want to talk to you for a minute. This is Absolutely. the lady. Absolutely. You go on the website, go to the contact us page, scroll down to schedule an appointment with Carolyn, hit the button. It'll come up with a calendar and it will show you if you connect on the, the bold out, the bolded. 
Is that the right way to say it? <laughs> days. It will show you what days I'm available and what times you can schedule. Then you just click on it and it schedules it for you. And I just get an email that says, oh, so-and-so has got an yeah, appointment with you next Tuesday. You yeah. And I just call you on that day. It no, works the, fantastic. We don't like to call it a counseling no, call we don't. because we're not counselors. Advisory. Yeah, it's, it's just mom talking to mom. Mm -hmm. This is what worked for us. This is what didn't. And that's really basically what I share. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was that was <laughs> off the beaten track a little bit, but it might help somebody. Number five, at a very early age, children can comprehend what is plainly and simply told them and by kind management can be taught to obey. Amen. We had an advantage um, with our firstborn. With, picking on Hannah today, we'll pick on Caleb later. Um, Hannah was gifted by God to be able to talk right. very early. I mean... Nine months old, she could talk sentences. Which is unusual, mm -hmm. but it was very helpful to us because it's like, wow, there's an awful lot going on in that brain. Mm -hmm. Now, when we had Caleb, he, he was kind of a more normal kid or even a little bit late in his talking because yeah. he had some... Well, um, and he had a sister who could interpret what he wanted and tell us. Yeah, so that was a, that was his disadvantage. <laughs> so, But we began to realize, okay, this is all going on in Kayla's brain as well. Just because it's not coming out, yes. just because he can't talk, Articulate doesn't it. mean that the brain isn't filling up with all their yeah. things that yeah. are going on. So at a very early age, way earlier than you think, maybe even six months, they can comprehend what is plainly and simply told mm -hmm. them. And by kind management. Mm -hmm. It's not just management. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to look at these words. Um, can be taught to obey. So what are you teaching them to obey at six months? Maybe it's just to put their hands together and say a little prayer before they, you know, eat or right. whatever a six months he's well, eating. Well, yeah, know. you know, and you remember when when the children were little and they would sit on your lap and they would arch their back and they didn't want to be there and I would just put my hand there, yeah. you know, so the head is here and there, and I just put my hand there and just say no, no, no. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't beating all of them. It's I was kind just, and firm, which were... But, but it was letting them know, and they understood. Yeah. There was no question yeah. about it. And that, that is, the, uh, and that and a hundred other things are shaping their character. Mm -hmm. And we got another quote. I think mm -hmm. it might be this one, uh, number six. It is not necessary to resort to harsh measures, a firm, steady hand, and a kindness which convinces the child of your love will accomplish the purpose. So we don't have to beat it into them. We <laughs> yeah. can be kind as we convey uh, that. The, the kindness which convinces the child of your love. Right. I think so often it's in parenting, we end up with, I'm the parent, you're the child, you need to do what I say. And I it, said so. And it's, it becomes a battle, but the right. idea is to demonstrate the love of God right. and to say, and we, hey, I love you little ones. This is why I'm calling we, you to this always did this oh yeah i mean we i mean if we could have got 10 out of 10 on this we would have no not really <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we messed sorry up in this children area. if you're watching this we are sorry we have apologized to our children for the mistakes we have made and we would say this over and over yeah. we've never done this before well, and, and we've even had to apologize now. I mean, they're 20 and 22 and we say, hey, children, sorry we were kind of so hard on you in this area because we, you, this is another program, not now, but um, you are either a firm parent or uh, a lenient parent. It's going to come. It's going to come. In, in, and in the programs. In this one? No, no, not okay, today, the, but it will. And Carolyn is the firm one. 
and poor is the firm one. <laughs> so <laughs> I wonder poor, what you were going to say uh, then. Our poor kids, they got two firm parents and we had to learn to be, what it says here, convincing children that we love them rather than just wagging and our finger at them. And we're still learning. We're still we learning, still yes. We are still learning yeah. how that works. But you might be thinking, oh, I messed up. Well, we messed up too. And it, it still worked because right. God is working with right. us and he can erase stuff. Not that that gets us off the hook. We have to do our best, but um, don't beat yourself you up. Kind if you kind of think, why didn't God use angels to raise children? Why did he use imperfect human beings well, worse from two different walks of life who come together and then they raise children? Yeah. And and then, then what they do, they pour in and later down the track, they're like, some of that we don't really like what we did yeah and, and yet god does that and the, the other thing i realized even when we were parenting like eight and ten year olds why god do i have to deal with this in my kid when i haven't even dealt with it in my own heart yet right. it's like i'm the right. last person on earth and right. then it's like yeah where did he get it from he got it from me because you know <laughs> part of raising children is raising us definitely and molding definitely. our characters for yeah. eternity yeah that, that is that's the truest thing we said on this program so far <laughs> okay that was page 83 um this one's me when parents fail to require prompt and perfect obedience in their children they fail to lay the right foundation of character in their little ones mm -hmm. so again where does your mind go as you read this quote oh um, prompt and prompt perfect. and perfect yeah <laughs> children you're not being prompt and perfect <laughs> you know that's what you need to do you need to be prompt and perfect in your obedience and if the children were smart enough they would need to say uh they, they could come back with some of these yeah but you're supposed to be kind and you're supposed right. to be convincing us of your love and you're not right now but Praise i think i think what it's trying to say is that's what we are seeking to do yes when we fail to try to bring around that prompt and perfect obedience by just you know well, turning a blind eye all the time we're not laying the right foundation well i don't think prompt i don't think this passage here is saying one one and three quarters <laughs> one and sixteen however many sixteenths or whatever it is i don't think you're laughing because i'm so useless about numbers it's okay i taught math i don't think yeah they he taught the kids math i don't think that's what this is saying right it's helping them to understand that when mommy says no no is no yeah it's not because, a negotiation you know, time. And we, you, you know, we've all been there. You use the story to the child, you know, when you're calling them to come back. What if, you know, there's the stories about the kid on the train track and the train's coming and the parents are calling and the child learned prompt and perfect obedience. You know, those are melodramatic stories. Right. But our children need to understand that when we sit, when we speak, they need to act. Yeah. And that has to be wrapped in kindness. It and does. gentleness, and, but and it still needs to be there. Yeah, and I think what happens, and I know what happened for us for many years, was sometimes we could ask the children and they, they weren't prompt and perfect. But if we yelled at them, they were. But we don't want to have to have the prompt and perfect mm -hmm. motivated by fear because daddy's right. upset. So right. we need to say, hey, children, come to me, and they don't come. And even though they came, they just came, you know, 10 minutes later when they were, had a free moment. Hey, children, we need to talk about this. You know, I called you 10 minutes ago and you could have come straight away. And, you know, reason with them in a calm, kind manner rather than, you know, 
just excusing it and then just coming on heavy. I'm thinking of a real helpful tip that kind of plays into this and that was that for some years when the children were younger I want to say five six seven somewhere in that age range when I could think of it I would give them a warning and I would say heads up children I'm gonna cross your will Right. So they would be outside playing in the sandbox or whatever, and I knew it was time for their showers before bedtime. Right. And so I would go and I would say, in five minutes, I'm going to come and tell you it's time for your showers. Yeah, I'm so just giving you a heads up. up, rather than you come out there and I don't want to go over my shower and all the rest of it. <laughs> Prompt and perfect was, okay, you've got your warning. It's going to be five minutes There's another from quote. Now. It's not in, in today's program, right. but it's something along, and I might butcher it, make it easy for them to obey. Right, right. Yeah, rather and that than just, really worked yeah. for us. Yeah. Yeah, and we were still doing that when we lived up on the hill, and they were older then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They okay. could be teenagers, and you can still say, just warning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you for this one, wifey. Number eight. The requirements of the parents should always be reasonable. Kindness should be expressed. Parents are to teach their children pleasantly without scolding or fault-finding, seeking to bind the hearts of the little ones to them by silken cords of love. You kind of see a, a theme There's going through pattern, here there? Yeah. where the theme is obedience, but how it's to be done. and How it's to be taught. And it, I can honestly say when it's done that way, when it's taught that way, it does work. Yeah. It's just that we parents have to be consistent in doing that and learning and, and, how. And there's a battle, parents, let's face mm -hmm. it. This being reasonable and kind, it's not exuding out of us, you know, when Naturally. we've got children. It's 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 a battle that we have to do on right. our knees. Oh Lord, please help me to be a reasonable and a kind parent today. Not that the children now rule the house. We still rule as the parents, that's right. But we're doing this in a kind and a way, a pleasant way. And we're seeking to bind their hearts to us by the silken cords mm -hmm. of love, not by fear, not mm -hmm. by children, you better get here. Otherwise you're gonna get a spanking when daddy gets home. You know, that we've all done that and we've done that, but <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's not best. No. I mean, it's better than nothing, but it's not best. Yeah. Um, uh, and maybe even nothing might be better. I yeah, don't know. I was going to say that, actually. <laughs> okay, I was just thinking that. Number nine, I read your mind. You did. After 31 years wow, of marriage. Wow, I'm amazed. You're amazing. You can't read mine, though. No, I'm about <laughs> to read this if you don't, though. Okay. <laughs> One disobedient child will do great harm to those with whom he or she associates, for he will fashion other children after his own pattern. Mm. Um and we put this Powerful. one in, page 87, we put this one in because that could be your child being the disobedient one. If you're not dealing with obedience in your children, then you're letting your child be disobedient and you're letting your children associate with other children. Your child could be undoing parents' work in other families mm -hmm. and you're unaware of it. But it also goes the other way mm -hmm. around. If you are trying to... Um, raise your children and to give them some boundaries and teaching them to obey but you let them associate freely with anybody and everybody then you got to recognize that one child can come in and undo because peers have a great influence over peers so one child in 10 minutes can probably undo what you spent all day trying to achieve right i remember hannah she was about nine months old and we were at a home and it was worship time and there was another child there quite a bit older who wasn't familiar with worship and just as the worship was about to start before breakfast the older child started screaming and fussing and making a right 
commotion. And Hannah, who was nine months old, watched that and I saw what happened. She watched that child and then within a split second, she started to copy that exact action. She'd never done it before, never done it since. I never remember that. Oh yeah, I, I'm, I, can, I can see it. And it was as clear as a bell to me. That is what can happen. And so of course we encourage her, no, 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 you need to be quiet, whatever. But just to realize that that happens and we need to, as you said, to guard our children. We need to guard other people's children yeah. from ours. It goes both ways yeah, so that we aren't feeling like, you know, we're so, you know, when you guard your children, other people can tend to tend to think, oh, you're thinking you're better than I am. And it's not that. Right. We need to be guarding our children for the sake of other people's yeah. children. And as we're well. gonna we're gonna speak a lot more in mm -hmm. future programs about association. Right, Cause yeah, because it, it's it, a big it, subject. It is a big subject. Very important subject. Um, we're on number nine. This is the last one, wifey. Do you wanna read it? Lessons on obedience, on respect for authority need to be often repeated. Oh boy, I put that there because you know, we can tend to think I've told them I've told them once. I mean, shouldn't they get it now? <laughs> I've told them a thousand times, so hopefully somewhere it's between take, that, that... It's going to take more than a thousand times, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, somewhere between one and a thousand for each thing. Right. <laughs> but yes, it's going to have to be, it said, often. often repeated. That means, no, you don't do this, you do this. And it just goes back to our relationship with God. Right. Oh, is he often repeating the same thing right, to us? Right. Or does he tell us once and expect us to get it? Right. No, he's patient so with us. not to be discouraged. Yeah. It was lessons on obedience, on respect for authority, which is really when you're disobedient, we are disrespecting authority. Right. So just to encourage you, if you've had to kind of do some repeat on this subject, it's okay. It's normal. It's... What, what we should expect. Yeah. It said we should be we should be expecting yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Then we're just going to uh, round off here with a very quick marriage tip. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a, a do and a don't. What works, what doesn't. Don't let your parenting, even though it's what we've been talking about, <laughs> don't let your parenting eclipse your marriage. Now, Karen and I are kind of in this position where our kids have just left. Um, well, just you know, not so long ago. So we're back to just Karen and I in the home again. And if we had, and we did pour a lot into our parenting, but if we'd lost track of our marriage in mm -hmm. that and the parent and the kids go, then it's like, well, who are you? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've fallen out with you ages ago. You know? <laughs> and we see it over and over again that uh, people at our age end up getting, going well, their separate either ways they, because- Either they go their separate ways or they have to start starting over. Yeah. So don't let parenting, even though that's very important, don't let it eclipse your marriage. Right. So how do you do that? Do spend time together sharing and listening. Carol and I for ages, when the kids would go to bed and they were little, we would sit there and, and we read would child read guidance. child guidance. And we sometimes would just read one sentence and it's like, I don't even agree with that. I mean, let's read it again. It's like, how are we going to do that? I don't know how anybody could do that. And then we'd talk about it and it's like, well, yeah, maybe it's not so off the wall. Uh, maybe we're already doing that, really. And But it just takes, so we would talk about, and it would bind us together. Um, another one, don't fight each other on parenting issues. Like, no, we've got to do it my way. Mm -hmm. And you would say, no, that's, my parents did it this way and it worked much better than the way and your parents did it. And then something that we learned was if you can't both agree, don't do anything. Yeah. So you can come both onto the same page well, yeah. and move forward. Yeah, that was very valuable. And do pray for harmony. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you know, you, you're going to see things differently. You know, I was raised in the world, not even as a Christian. Carolyn was a quite conservative Christian home. And so when we came to parent our kids, of course, <laughs> we're coming from different. And <laughs> it, it was the Bible and this child guidance that kind of unified yeah, us. Yeah. So do pray for harmony between the two of you. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's program. We certainly enjoyed it very much. God bless till we see you next time. Bye bye.